Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Dr. Stephanie Long is a Fox Physical Therapist in New Jersey. She recently penned an article for us online. You can find that at foxrehab.org under Fresh Fox Content. The title, Unlocking Your Potential as a Healthcare Professional, relies on understanding diversity, equity, and inclusion. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. I'm going to read an excerpt. I want to read the first paragraph from the, uh, from the article you wrote because I, uh, I think it's important and sets, uh, and sets the tone. When future generations reflect back on all that occurred in 2020, I hope they will be proud of healthcare professionals who became heroes during this time. We worked through a global health crisis of immeasurable proportions to improve the quality of life for our patients. Additionally, I hope we remembered as the generation of healthcare professionals who acknowledged racial, ethnic, and social disparities in healthcare and put it on ourselves to stand up and work toward positive change. If that isn't a tone-setting paragraph, Steph, I don't know what is. I think it says a lot. You know, I think we as healthcare professionals, like there's so much on our plate already, you know, and 2020 really showed the world how essential we were and the power of change that we can bring in and all the help that we can provide. You know, I'm very proud to be a PT and, and very proud to have worked through the pandemic and if you kind of step back, I think 2020, not just the pandemic, but there was a lot of social change, social unrest that occurred in our country and across the world. And we have this moment of this positive, powerful light that we can maybe step outside ourselves a little bit and help contribute to positive change in society to address these concerns. Um, and I think it's time that we, we do that. You know, you talked about a lot of disruption going on the last year. As we record today in early March, the Journal of the American Medical Association had just tweeted out something that was pretty insensitive. So we went through a lot of discussion on the topics that you went into depth in your article, and we'll talk about that in a second, in terms of diversity, equity, inclusion. And then the Journal of the American Medical Association tweets out something saying that, well, since physicians aren't racist, then the medical system can't be racist. And that tweet sat, as a communications professional, that tweet sat for days before JAMA pulled it down and issued an apology. I'm sure you saw that tweet or saw the, the backlash. I did, that yeah. That was... How did that make you feel after just writing this article? I think it's very easy to be mad, right? You, you want to be mad and then you, you kind of step back and that is the problem. It is implicit bias. You don't know what you don't know. And you don't know how you're perceiving information, how you're outwardly showing that information. Um, you know, and, and if they haven't seen it, it's, it's a shame. But this is why, for those of us who do see it and understand it and feel it, and have loved ones that have been through those situations, or our, pa our patients who have had to live with those biases, that is why we, I think, as healthcare professionals, really need to step up our game. We need to get involved and continue to advocate uh, for our patients, their families, and honestly, for our own colleagues, because it impacts us as well. Just for clarity, the tweet verbatim was, no physician is racist, so how can there be structural racism in healthcare? An explanation of the idea by Doctors for Doctors in a user-friendly podcast 
from uh, the Journal of the American Medical Association that their official Twitter feed. And that again, that's set for days before anybody recognized or responded to the comments that were coming in from healthcare providers and the general public right. from around the world. You go into, in your article, describing the terms that I think many people were not discussing in work, at home, in their social environments. And those three terms were diversity, equity, and inclusion. How do you describe those three terms when someone asks you about them? You know, you got to keep it simple, right? What is diversity? I think diversity is what makes us us, what makes you as an individual, individual, right? And it can be described a hundred different ways. Is it your, your racial background, your ethnicity, your gender, your age? It could be things like your religious or political beliefs, socioeconomic status, your sexual identity, orientation, identification. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of what it can be. It's not just black or white anymore. It is really what makes us each unique individuals. Um, equity. Equity is a tough one. It actually took me some time to actually understand. But equity is is a way to ensure that processes, programs are impartial, that they're fair across the board. It's a way to eliminate potential barriers for folks. Finally, inclusion. Inclusion is essentially finding a way or creating an environment that all groups or individuals can feel welcomed and supported. You know, so it's hard to have an understanding of one without appreciating the other. All three really do work together. You talk more in your article again at foxrehab.org under Fresh Fox content. All too often, the general topic of diversity brings up a sense of unease. You can see that, um, myself included. Having these conversations in the last year had to be uncomfortable for you to actually get anywhere. You know, I had conversations where my level of unease was so high in the beginning. And you know how I lowered it? I kept having those conversations. And I think that's because we had we were forced to take a look at ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, it always comes down to communication. You have to communicate with people. And this topic in the past traditionally has been very awkward, right? Because especially as healthcare professionals, we never want to hurt anyone's feelings. We only want to help them and build them and, and help you in a positive light. But unfortunately, these topics, you don't want to say the wrong thing. But also on, on the other side, you don't want to hear the wrong thing either. Um, so people kind of tiptoe around the, pro- the the whole conversation. But our lack of communication, I think, is what got got us here. And my hopes are that as, as healthcare professionals, we just have to get more comfortable having these conversations. And the more you, you can address these topics in a positive light, in an understanding that we are trying to work together towards a common goal, if we get that understanding and that comfort, then you're opening the door to positive change. But if we ignore it, it's just, it's not gonna get any better. The parallels between the conversation we're having and treatment, clinical treatment, repetitions. What you're saying is we need to continue to have these conversations regularly. That's repetition. And we know that repetition will lead to better outcomes. 100%. I do want to congratulate you. I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything, but you recently were given an award by the Academy of Geriatric Physical Therapy. It was yeah. no big deal, I guess, the President's Award. Talk, <laughs> talk to us about that. May I, I think I'm going to look back when I'm 100 years old and, and that moment is going to just live with me forever. Um, you know, I got a point in, in, in my career, in my professional growth where, you know, I, I was advancing my leadership roles. I was uh, advancing my clinical skills through advanced certifications. And I was feeling very comfortable where I was, but I 
I wanted to do something different, learn from other folks. So I started to get um, more involved with an APTA on the state level and then APTA geriatrics. And I saw an opportunity, volunteer opportunity for a task force for APTA geriatrics happened to be for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And again, didn't know much about it, but I knew I wanted to get involved. I thought I had an interesting perspective to bring to the table. I am Hispanic. And I, I thought, you know what, this is something I, I need to get involved with. I, I really don't know other Hispanic PTs in the area. I, I just kind of blend in. That's what I do. It's what I like. But I wanted to go outside my comfort zone. Again, building my own leadership skills, but really getting involved and helping the academy, APTA geriatrics, as much as I could. Joined this task force. It was an amazing opportunity. It was eight clinicians across the country. We all had different backgrounds and we treated in different areas. And it was an amazing team that I was able to work with. Um, it was a couple month long process where we dissected everything within APTA geriatric, social media, policies, operating procedures. I mean, we really got down to the nitty gritty, divided and conquered a lot of different tasks. I was elected to be co-chair of the, of the task force. So a little bit more pressure, a little bit more leadership roles, really had to present a good package. And again, in a very comfortable, not accusatory fashion, just very objective. And we were able to submit our project to Greg Hartley and, and you know, the, the task force, the committees. And I think we did a very good job. And due to our efforts, I was presented the President's Award along with my co-chair. So it was a huge honor. Talk about your co-chair. We can't mention uh, her without giving her, giving her a, a nod of congratulations as well. Yes, yes. Uh, great friend now, friend and colleague, Talina Corvus. She's over on the West Coast. Uh, it was a, a huge moment in my life, and I learned so much from the other eight clinicians I was able to, uh, to work with. Well, for background, the award, the President's Award from APTA Geriatrics, is given to individuals providing outstanding service while fostering the mission of the Academy. So congratulations to you on that again. Thank you. Um, again, the, the article you wrote at our website right now, a reflection of maybe the last year and then where we are currently, what does success look like to you a year from now, five years from now? How would you describe that? How would that feel? How would that look? I think it would feel more comfortable to have these communications. And I think we need to continue to be having these communications, these conversations a year from now, five years, 10 years from now, you know, this isn't a moment. This is a movement. This has to continue. This has to get better. Um, so that future generations of healthcare professionals, it's in their brain, it's in their culture, it is it is everywhere. So this is just something that can't stop. This has to be a communication ongoing. Uh, the last thing we do on our show, we have a tradition, it's called the uh, the foxtail. For someone out there who's listening right now, we'll change the, the aspect of the angle of your foxtail. For someone out here who's listening, who maybe was in a position similar to you a couple of uh, of months ago, before you you stepped out of your comfort zone and raised your hand and said you wanted to take on more leadership and more volunteer opportunity. What would you say to that person about why you did it and why they might want to take on that that opportunity? You know, make a difference. Don't be afraid of of the unknown. Just step up, take the chance, take the responsibility and and do something different. Do something for the greater good. Uh, again, you can find uh, Steph's article online, foxrehab.org. Unlocking your potential as a healthcare professional relies on understanding diversity, equity, and inclusion. I feel a follow-up article sometime in the near future. We can talk more about things that are changing. Are we moving in the right direction? Are we? Are the conversations that we're having leading to the effect that we want? This is something we need to, as you mentioned, continue to do on a regular basis or no progress will be made. 
thanks again for for taking on the uh, the author duties and for talking with us today. Congratulations again on the award. Thanks for everything, Jimmy. Thanks for listening to Foxcast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.